Hello and welcome to the Recovery Club or welcome back. I'm your podcast host Emily and today's episode is all about how eating disorders are actually symptoms of greater issues. Now just before I get into today's episode a little disclaimer and a trigger warning. I will be talking about eating disorders in quite some depth if that is not something you want to listen to please click off. Please do not sabotage your day um but at the same time I make sure that I create this a very safe place we are very 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 pro recovery on this podcast there is no space for any pro Anna nothing like that so you are in good hands I will not mention any triggering numbers any triggering details I will not talk about my own experience in a sort of braggy way there's nothing like that in this podcast so you are safe additionally I just want to throw a disclaimer and say I'm not a medical professional I cannot diagnose or give any ground medical advice I can only advise you based on my own personal experiences as well as the research I have done. So let's get into today's episode. Also PSA, I'm not feeling very well. I have been ill with a cold for a week and it doesn't seem to be getting any better. I've been drinking my lemon zip, I've been doing my things, resting, chilling, but um, so if you hear my voice croak, croak? I'm not a frog, I'll just have a cold. Um, How is everyone doing? I myself am doing okay, I'm doing well. Honestly, I have said this in like the most recent podcast episodes but if you've not listened that's fine but like if you've not listened I genuinely am in a place now where I am the most recovered I've ever been in my life like I from every illness I have from anxiety from depression from (coughs) I got choked up sorry from my eating disorder from BPD um and so I'm in the best place I can to give you my advice better than I was to begin with for this podcast because even then I was still at the very beginning still navigating recovery and I think that's what's so nice to see or hear in when I look back at my podcast is this has been a documentation of how I've recovered but also it's a documentation of how far I've come in a way because I started this podcast when I was not healthy still I had so much to go I had so much so much I needed to recover from and deal with and now I'm in a place where I have recovered from those things and I am in a much better place so if there's any time for me to give you advice it would be now in this current mental state that I'm in and have been for at least six seven months like I have been consistently sane so that is great obviously don't get me wrong I am not mentally you know I'm not sound (laughs) I'm not um I'm I struggle just as anyone else does and I think there's this misconception that, you know, when you recover from mental illnesses, whether it's an eating disorder or depression or anxiety, it's gone forever. That is not the case. For me, it's a case of I'm in a place where it does not interfere with my life anymore. It does not, um, it doesn't impact my life any, like in any way the same as it used to. So that is why I consider myself recovered because yes, I still sometimes get the thoughts. I still sometimes have urges to act on behaviours, but I would, I haven't done it. I would never do it. I don't see a need to. It's just like a fleeting thought almost. So that is how I know that I'm in a much better place. But today's episode is actually something that I think isn't really spoken about enough. And it's how eating disorders themselves are symptoms. You know, we hear, you hear eating disorder and that is a very debilitating mental illness and it can have physical implications it can be fit you know it's it is an illness obviously but at the same time it's an illness and a symptom now sometimes the reason we are not able to move past the eating disorder is due to unresolved issues that originated before we even had the eating disorder now 
our eating disorders are maladaptive coping mechanisms. And what does that even mean? Okay, so a maladaptive coping mechanism is a strategy or a coping mechanism or it's the methods that we use to attempt to reduce our stress, our anxiety, but it's done in an ineffective and unhealthy way. Now, one of the questions I want you to ask yourself or I'm going to ask you, what function does your eating disorder serve? Does it give you control? when you do not feel like you have any control in your life? Does it give you a sense of validation you have seeked? Does it allow you to focus your energy on something else to avoid your reality? Is it how you're coping with trauma or insecurities? If you can, identify what the function of your eating disorder is. Why is it that this, like, why is it that you need this eating disorder right now to survive in your life? Or why is it that you've needed the eating disorder to survive in your life? What is it that you're either avoiding or you're distracting yourself from, or you're, why are you using the eating disorder, like, what are you using the eating disorder to cope from? Because I guarantee you, there will not be a single person listening who cannot at least give at least one reason, or at least acknowledge one thing that has happened in their life that has affected them developing, or has influenced them developing an eating disorder. Now, if you're lost, and you're like, oh, I really don't know, this is my personal experience. So, I think or I found that my function or the function of my eating disorder is I needed some control. I found out um, in well it started 2019 but I found out in 2019 at the end of 2019 that my dad was ill and 2020 March the lockdown hit we were all in lockdown it was horrible everyone knows how bad lockdown was but the, like, the first week of lockdown, we got a phone call telling me, like, telling us, telling my family that my dad had a terminal illness, which was crazy. It was, it was crazy to us because you never really expect these things to happen to you. You know, if you grow into, if you are in a family which is healthy, obviously dysfunctional in many, many ways, but physically healthy, you never really think, oh, this could happen to me where I could lose my mum randomly or I could lose my dad randomly or they could develop some illness because you've grown up with them and you've seen them healthy and all of a sudden you're finding out that they're going to die. Now, that sent life into a spiral. That sent life into chaos for me because we were in lockdown. We didn't have any other place to be except home and yet home was the place none of us wanted to be because... With my dad becoming ill, we had to become his full-time carers. Now, I've said this story in a different podcast episode. I've, I've talked about my the loss of my father over two, like the span of a year from diagnosis. I've talked about oh, my grief journey on this podcast. But this, for me, was definitely something I can identify as a root of my... Or one of the roots of my eating disorder. I think this was the final straw that really sent me into a spiral. Now, like I said, being home was hard we were the we were the carers we were watching my dad die we were watching him deteriorate now that is obviously going to have a very very profound toll on mental health and it was just like there was no control you know we we all were forced to be in lockdown we had no control over our lives we had to be home we had to not you know we weren't allowed to do anything we weren't allowed to see people we weren't allowed to, it was just there was no control that we had and I think lockdown in itself is a reason for anyone to feel a need to like gain control in some form. But for me personally, it was it was lockdown plus my dad being diagnosed with a terminal illness plus us having to care for him plus all these changes. You know, every week it would be something else. It would be oh now we can't eat, so now we have to blend his soup, and now he 
can't even, he chokes on his soup, so now he has to go and get a peg tube fitted, and now we have to learn how to feed him every day, four times a day, put all his meds, it was just, it was just, I'm still dealing with the trauma of that, and I actually have a doctor's appointment tomorrow about that, <laughs> but that was, for me, my, my, the root, that was the cause, that was the function of my eating disorder, it was to distract myself from everything that was going on in my house, it was a form of control, and I realised that I needed a very strong extreme coping mechanism to cope with the very strong extreme emotions that I felt, and I think if this applies to you too, I think it's very important to to really acknowledge why you needed such an extreme coping mechanism. Was it because you were dealing with extreme trauma, extreme loss of control? What was it? I need you to identify as many causes of your eating disorder as you can even think of. In fact, write them down, okay? If you have a pen, if you have your notes app, if you're on the bus right now listening to this, and you are thinking, okay... Why did my eating disorder begin? Do you know? Do you not? Write down every single reason that you can. It doesn't matter if you think they're connected, you know, it could be like, oh, you didn't get picked for the musical and that created feelings of insecurity and that reinforced your belief that you are not a good person or that you are not worthy. That could then create room or that could create a need for validation that could create a need for feeling good about yourself and that could then you could then perceive that as oh I can do that by restricting I can do that by losing weight there's always a deeper reason it's not always just like a superficial surface level oh this person has an eating disorder because they want to lose weight because they think skinny bodies is the best type of body or because no that is never the sole issue someone has an eating disorder is because they are not happy with the way they look there's always something greater and even if it does stem from insecurity about the way you look that goes deeper than just oh I don't like the way I look that goes deeper too okay I don't like the way I look I do not fit in I do not feel like I fit in I feel like I need to change myself and then that's what you need to look at why do you feel you need to change yourself it's not the actual fact that you think oh you know losing weight would change my yeah but why you have to constantly ask yourself why. Um, sorry, I'm sidetracking here, but you have to write down as many ideas as you can as to why you think you developed your eating disorder. Because at the end of the day, these are the things that are maintaining the eating disorder. They they started off the eating disorder. They're going to maintain the eating disorder. And so to recover, you cannot just eat all the food you want to eat and not do any of the work or the reflection, the self-reflection to figure out why you have the eating disorder to begin with or to resolve at least the issue. Now you've hopefully identified the root of the eating disorder, this is where you have to channel and focus your energy in, in your recovery. Because you can eat all the food you want, okay? You can take part in these food challenges and pull a food out of a jar every day and challenge it, and that is great. Trust me, I'm not saying that's not helping. What I'm trying to say is that we need to look past just the the almost just like the superficial level of recovery is, is eating and is gaining weight or or maintaining a healthy and consistent eating pattern no we have to look at why we have developed the eating disorder to begin with what is maintaining the eating disorder what what psychological function does this eating disorder have in my life because I guarantee that is going to be the place where if you can resolve that conflict if you can overcome that trauma if you can heal from the thing that makes you need the eating disorder to depend on you are not going to need to depend on the eating disorder to survive anymore because you are working on the thing that the eating disorder is a coping mechanism for.
if that makes sense. I don't know if I've worded that well, but um, yeah. If you are not addressing the root of the issue, I guarantee it's going to manifest in some other form. Perhaps that's why a lot of people resort to fitness or the gym and I see this constantly and I've spoken to people who have said yeah you know in recovery I am gonna start going to the gym that's how I'm gonna recover I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna start eating loads of protein I'm gonna get really lean and and toned and if this is you and you resonate with this I'm not judging you because I've been there myself where it's easier to it's easier to imagine recovery or it's easier to commit to recovery when you still have some form of control but I'm telling you now in retrospect from my own experiences that is the most damaging thing you can do for yourself. Going from I'm restricting and I need to lose weight or whatever your disordered behaviors are or disordered thoughts are going from that to I need to go to the gym and I need to eat protein and I need to get lean and all that type of stuff that is not recovery that's substitution I'm gonna say that again that's not recovery that's substitution you're not going to get better by changing the goal from one disordered goal to another disordered goal and you may be thinking well it's better than starving myself And yes, in some ways, you eating is definitely better than you restricting. Well, in every way, you eating is better than you restricting. However, the behaviours are just as problematic when the intentions are still the same and when it is still, when it still has the same function in your life. Going to the gym can be great for your mental health, but when you're struggling with an eating disorder and you view the gym as the solution, that's when it's unhealthy. You can't exercise your way out of an eating disorder. It just does not work that way. And like I've said, I've been there. I'm not judging anyone who is currently under that mindset that the gym is going to help them recover. Because I went through a time where I thought that the gym was going to help me overcome an unhealthy behavior I had at the time. But I ended up just substituting one form of disordered behavior for another form of disordered behavior. And I think it's very, very necessary that we talk about something that is overlooked and is ignored and is almost glamorized a lot of the time in recovery or within the recovery community and that is exercise purging or exercise bulimia now i've just realized i've been shouting into the mic i'm sorry if that's been annoying everyone's ears i am very very sorry but what is exercise purging or exercise bulimia now exercise bulimia is the name given to a form of compulsive or obsessive exercise where exercise is actually being used as a means of purging calories to compensate for binging or just regular eating. In other words, exercise is being used as a control for your weight. Now, this rings a lot of bells for people in recovery. This rings a lot of bells where people who maybe they have gone, I've seen it a lot, people go from one disorder to another disorder. Again, not recovery, substitution. If you are in the mindset of, oh, I'm just going to go to the gym and that is how I'm going to recover. I can gain weight that way, but it's going to be in a controlled manner where I can make sure I'm gaining mass. I'm gaining muscle mass instead of fat. I'm making sure that I'm, if I'm gaining weight, it's going to the right, pl- quotation mark, right places. I can get lean. I can then go into the whole, oh, I'm a gym girl now or I'm a gym boy now or a gym person now. Like, listen to this again. Exercise bulimia is the name given to a form of compulsive or obsessive exercise where the exercise is used as a means of purging calories to compensate for binging or just regular eating. In other words, exercise is being used to control weight. 
Exercise is being used to control weight, okay? Exercise is being used to control weight. If you are saying, I am going to go to the gym so that I can recover in a controlled manner where I can make sure I do not gain weight in the wrong way, that is using exercise to control your weight, which is in turn not the whole thing, but a symptom of exercise bulimia. And it is a very dangerous eating disorder, which I think many people glamorize or they endorse or they encourage. You know, oh, I had anorexia. I was so sick. I was this, I was that. But look how much I've changed my life. I've revolutionized my life because now I am going to the gym every day or twice a day. I am showing everyone in the recovery community all my amazing exercises and like setting up the camera and filming yourself in recovery doing exercise and then posting that and telling everyone how much better you're doing is not recovery and it's not helpful it is symptom substitution it's disorder substitution and it's also dangerous because it's then promoting the idea that actually the most preferred method or the best method quotation marks to recover is doing this is going through this pipe like going down this pipeline which everyone else seems to be going down and it's annoying because I see so many influencers in the recovery community now first of all recovery influencers it's a very controversial topic anyway because why why is it a thing that now I don't know but it's annoying there are people in the recovery community who go from one disorder to another and promote it because they are saying look how much better I'm doing I'm gaining weight yes but you're gaining weight in a way which is so detrimental to yourself you're gaining weight in a way which you would just substitute one symptom for another and you're telling other people that it's okay to do that it is not okay to do that (laughs) sorry I am yelling but it's not okay to do that you are dangerously impacting your own health you're dangerously impacting other people's health and yes you have probably gained weight and you have probably you know started eating more and you probably do feel better about yourself and you probably are you know it's great that you're moving away from the horrible mess of anorexia if that is the eating disorder that you are recovering from I'm using that as the main example because this is where I see it most people go from anorexia to exercise bulimia and end up promoting it all over their recovery page as the means to recovery as a means to escaping anorexia no escaping anorexia recovering from anorexia does not involve sweating your ass off in a gym all day every day because you think or you've been told by other influencers that that is how you recover i'm saying it now firmly because i'm sick and tired of people going from posting recovery you know you know people like recovery pages posting that they're in the gym constantly constantly putting out content of them in the gym showing their workout routines going from being mental health advocates for anorexia to promoting the gym promoting unnecessary obsessive behaviors of exercise like it's just it is so detrimental because in my past the reason I went to the gym the reason I thought that recovery I could go to the gym and that is how I was going to recover was because I was seeing it all over social media I was seeing it all over the recovery community people posting themselves in the gym saying wow look how much better I'm doing like I'm finally in a place where and it's like there's been like three months difference like (laughs) chill down like chill out because sorry I'm I am mixing my words up and I'm getting very passionate and very angry because I have been there myself and I've seen it for myself and I see how it affects other people and I've spoken to other people about certain influencers and this is not me going at anyone particularly but there are certain influencers in the recovery community who think that it's acceptable and appropriate to show off this obsessive and this hyperfixation on exercise as a means to recovery from anorexia or a different eating disorder that is not recovery that is symptom and disorder substitution you do not need to go to the gym to recover 
In fact, you probably should not be going to the gym to recover. I am telling you now for a fact that even if you think you're in a great place and the gym is the best choice for you and it's the thing you want to do because it's, you know, it's the way you're going to recover and you want to get lean and you may, you may acknowledge all this and you may think, you know what, Emily, I completely hear what you're saying. It does annoy me when other people do this and I see that this is an issue and I understand what you're saying, but I'm still going to go to the gym. I'm still going to go down that path of, oh, recovery has to be controlled. My weight gain has to be controlled. If that is you right now, please consider how that is actually going to benefit you going from one obsession to another and you may think oh well a gym obsession is better than a restriction obsession or you know trying to be lean is better than trying to be skinny and dying and all this but when you actually look at the principles you're still doing excessive disordered behaviors to achieve or to make to a it to attain a physique to attain a feeling of control and how is that any different from what you're doing already in your anorexia where you are doing disordered behaviors and having disordered goals because you are trying to attain a certain body type how is that any different from going to the gym doing disordered behaviors to attain that type of body type it doesn't matter what type of body type you're trying to attain if the intention is still the same of you trying to control your weight it is still disordered there was my little rant about the pipeline to fitness and why I think it's such a common thing, why I think the recovery community has a big, big flaw in people posting, you know, their recovery journey from anorexia and it's all just the gym. It's all the gym. It's all the fucking gym. We do not need to see you work out in the gym. We do not need to see it, okay? We do not need to see it. I am sick and tired of it. I'm not even in the recovery community anymore because I was getting so sick and tired of people promoting the most unhealthy, dangerous ways to recover. That is not recovery. Recovery starts from the inside, okay? You have to make sure you're eating enough. You have to make sure that you are working and targeting the areas in your brain or in your mind or in your life that cause the eating disorders to, to begin with or maintain the eating disorders you have to actually look inside yourself not go to the gym stop buying your fucking gym membership stop wasting your money and start fucking working on yourself i'm giving you this motivational speech right now because i know how how what's the word i know how appealing it seems to go from this life of restriction and horrible eating disorders to this wow like let's go to the gym and let's become one of those gym girls and let's do all that type of shit let's get really fit and strong but like not in a not in a big way just in less like constricted small controlled way mm. Mm. you do not need that in your life you are wasting your energy trying to recover that way because you'll end up you'll end up just with exercise bulimia you're not going towards recovery you're just you're not going forwards you're going sideways okay you're not going forwards you're going sideways anyway back to the root of the issue i'm going to be reading out something that is within the recovery journal now if you don't know what the recovery journal is it is a an interactive and educational book it's like a self-help book i have written and it navigates you through your eating disorder recovery. It talks about all sorts of topics. Everything I've ever talked about on this podcast is in the book in far greater detail. It's also got interactive challenges, so you can take part in it. You can document your change. You can hold yourself accountable while also learning about the 
eating disorder itself and understanding your own specific reasons, your own specific triggers, your own, like, it's all very catered to you. So this chapter is called The Root of the Issue. It's just a short paragraph I'm going to be reading though. There is one rule for others and a different rule for yourself. This double standard highlights how we do not see ourselves as deserving as other people. Eating disorders are often symptoms of our belief systems. Example, I'm a bad person. I do not deserve good things. I deserve pain. We can eat all the food in the world, but if we do not address why we feel the way we do and what causes us to act on eating disorder behaviours, then it will be hard to overcome it for good. Imagine garden weeds. You can pull at them, but they will always grow back if you do not yank them up by the root. Recovery works the same way. If you do not find the root of your issue, the root of your self-destructive behaviours and the eating disorder, then the issues will forever come back. Everyone's reasons will be different, but more often than not, there is always a deeper reason for the reason we behave and think. We have belief systems about ourselves, and if you are prone to self-destruction, it's likely your core belief about yourself is negative. Now, this is a part of the journal which is interactive. It's saying, fill this out based on your behaviours and thoughts and see what your core beliefs are. It's important to discover this so you can work on accepting it and changing it. Now, this is a part in the book where you have to fill out and I will read out to you basically what it is so you can visualise it or you could go and buy the book yourself on the Recovery Club. The link is in the bio but also in my um, my Instagram bio and things like that. So. So this is when it asks you to name one of the behaviours you have. For example, we're going to say weighing yourself. Now you write down the behaviour you have. So behaviour, weighing yourself. Now I want you to ask yourself why you do that. Why do you think you weigh yourself? So the next thing down you're going to write, you're going to put an arrow. Then the next thing you're going to write is why you think you do that. So I weigh myself because I need to know or I feel I need to know if I am making progress or I need that validation. Okay, so then I want you to draw another arrow and ask yourself why again. And you're going to keep repeating this process until you get down to the fundamental core belief. So I weigh myself because I need to monitor my weight. Why do you need to monitor your weight? I need to monitor my weight because I need to make sure that I am, I don't know, making, you know, losing weight. Okay, well, why do you need to make sure you're losing weight? Because I need to make sure that I am I am doing what I'm meant to be doing, that I'm working towards eating disorder goals. Okay, why do you need to be working towards eating disorder goals? Because I need to validate myself. I need to feel valid. Okay, but why do you need to feel valid? Because your core belief is that you do not feel valid because you do not feel deserving. There is always, always a deeper reason. So this task really just allows you to keep asking yourself why until you get to the most core reason, the most fundamental reason, which will hopefully be your core belief if you um, keep asking yourself why enough. Now, I've spoken about core beliefs many times before, and I'm not going to bore you with it again, but it is very important that we address the reasons why we are doing behaviours. Why do you feel the need to go to the gym? Ask yourself that. Why do you feel the need to go to the gym? Because I want to control my will. You know, going to the gym, that's your behaviour. Okay, why? I am going to the gym because I would like to control my weight. Why would you like to control your weight? Because I do not think that I you know, I think that I am better skinny or I think whatever it is, keep asking yourself why until you get to the root of the issue. It will always end up being something far deeper, far out of the way than 
what the actual symptom is, which is the eating disorder or the behavior. It never is the same. You know, the behavior is never just the behavior. It's always, there's a reason. There's a reason, there's more reason. Like, there's a reason for it, then there's a reason for that, there's a reason for that, there's a reason for that. It is a very difficult thing to address, though, if you are not taking the time to sit down and work this out, figure out what function each and every behavior you do serves. Why are you doing these behaviors? You can't just, I mean, I guess you can just stop doing these behaviors, but if you are not actually addressing why you're doing these behaviors, then it's going to be very, you're going to be very likely to go back to these behaviors because they are still fulfilling a role. And if you are not, first of all, aware of what the role is or what the function is, but also not doing anything to address it, then you are likely to end up repeating these behaviors and continuing on with these behaviors because you are not addressing the root of the issue. Now, this applies for any behavior. You can apply any behavior in your life to this structure of constantly asking yourself why. So again, the format you write down or you think, what is what is the behavior I wanna focus on? Whatever the behavior is, okay, arrow down why. Write down why you do this behavior or why you think you do this behavior. Then why, why do you, why do you feel this thing that makes you need to do this? You know, just keep asking yourself why and I guarantee you, you will get down to the root of the issue before you even know it. Now, I'm going to leave today's episode here. I have sweat, I have um, cried, I have screamed and all in all, I have ranted and hopefully you you have not clicked off this podcast by now just because I've been so volatile today. But at the same time, I'm angry for every single person in the recovery community who is seeing all this bullshit in the recovery community, people promoting exercise bulimia. No, stop doing that. I'm so angry for every single person because I know it's affected me. It has made me ended up going to the gym and thinking that was the solution and it wasn't the solution. It was another disorder and then I ended up with an addiction and it was just an awful, awful thing. It is dangerous. What you are posting on the internet can be very, very dangerous if you are not careful, if you do not have the self-awareness. But the thing is, a lot of the time when you have eating disorders, you are not very self-aware. And I was not self-aware. In hindsight now, I'm like, oh my fucking God. Why did I post that? Why did I say that? Why did I think this was okay? Why? Is and there's always a reason, you know? It's not just like, oh, I'm an awful person because I said something or I posted something I shouldn't have and it hurt people. No, there is a reason why. It's because either you need that validation from the eating disorder, whether you need to feel like you have to prove yourself to other people, prove your sickness, prove, there is always a reason, but at the same time, you need to try and find some self-awareness, because you will not find it, you do not have self-awareness if you are in the depths of an eating disorder, because your brain will not be able to properly comprehend what you're doing, and how it is going to be perceived, because you are so so blindsided by the eating disorder that all you can see is just the purpose it serves for the eating disorder. You know, if you post a photo and it seems quite body checky, you know, maybe you you think it's fine, but other people have said, mm, that's a body check or mm, that made me uncomfortable. Please, for the love of God, do not diminish or do not dismiss those people's opinions because what you're posting is not just for you, is going out there for all your followers and if you have a platform you also have a responsibility to make sure that you are not harming anyone eating disorders are deadly they are fucking deadly and 
you can act ignorant and people will act ignorant and be like, oh, I don't know how this is hurting people. I don't understand how this photo is triggering people. Oh, I just like to post my fashion OOTDs. No, have some fucking self-awareness, have some accountability, hold yourself accountable. You know exactly what you're doing. Well, maybe you don't actually know what you're doing because you could be blindsided by the eating disorder. You could, that lack of self-awareness is, is, it's crazy really how, how much you lack awareness when you are ill and I know that from experience I have been so incredibly deprived of self-awareness in the depths of my eating disorder and I had times where I posted things and I was like shit I have people commenting oh you should not be posting this this has triggered me this is upsetting why are you posting this seems very body checky and you know what instead of me going fuck off like this is what well, I'm just trying to post my outfit or this is just me or this is just what I eat in a day no I had a platform I have accountability I am responsible for what I choose to put out into this universe if I am then gonna be posting stuff just because I want to validate myself because I want to prove my illness who the fuck why do I deserve a platform I did not deserve a platform if that was the reason I was posting shit and it's the same for a lot of other people ask yourself if you are in this situation now where you have had people ask you why are you posting this thing? This is triggering me. Please, for the love of God, do not think that that person is just like being sensitive. Please listen to them because I guarantee you will not be self-aware enough to understand how what you're posting or what you're doing is affecting other people, but also just be fucking conscious and aware that you have a platform. You need to be accountable. You need to make sure that if you are in the recovery community, you are posting pro recovery nothing of this Anna bragging hate that fucking term but nothing of that where you're trying to prove how sick you are to everyone because you're trying to prove yourself to people you do not need to prove you're sick to the community to feel deserving of being there to get more followers and it's the most frustrating I see it all the time it's the most frustrating thing ever I sound bitter and I am bitter I'm bitter towards the recovery community because as grateful as I am for this community that we've built this recovery community which is safe is so encouraging I feel so loved by everyone I feel like I love everyone in this safe little community we've got on this podcast on my account but I can't ignore what I see I can't like, pretend that I don't see all the other bullshit and I'm not saying I'm perfect I have messed up so much in my past I have used my platform for for bad things I have did it for my own sole purposes as opposed to thinking how is this going to make other people feel and I hold myself so accountable to that because I know that it affects people because I've been affected by other people so I know that what I've posted has affected people but also you don't really gain clarity or self-awareness of yourself until you're in recovery most of the time or you're recovered because I didn't realize what I was posting was harming people I just thought people were sensitive or that I you know like oh I'm just posting a but no no I know deep down that the reason I was probably posting some shit which was not good was to prove to myself and prove to other people like okay I deserve to be in this community I deserve to recover because look how sick I am and if you have done the same if you've ever posted a photo where you think oh I just kind of wanted to like show people that I look ill or that show people that I'm struggling or like you need to really reflect hard on there are other ways to let people know you're struggling without posting things that are detrimental to everyone else and also again with the fitness thing if you are then posting fitness content on a recovery page or if you are then promoting going to the gym as a means of recovery I am telling you please please just listen to what I've said today you are encouraging exercise bulimia you're encouraging moving sideways as opposed to moving forward you're not actually encouraging recovery you're encouraging substitution of disorder 
okay? So please just have a little bit more self-awareness and if anyone else is listening and is so mad at other people who do this too, I feel your pain. I feel it and I see your pain because I know that I have felt so fucking bad. I've been triggered. I've relapsed, you know, not now at all, definitely not now, but like in the past when I've been ill, it, and it all stems from what I see online and what I think is appropriate and that's why I'm trying to really stress how important it is that people have some fucking self-awareness on their pages and what they're posting because it does really affect other people that you could your post could be the reason that someone decides not to eat that day which is why it is so fucking important because we are all vulnerable everyone in the recovery community is in a very very vulnerable position mentally and physically so you have to be so careful what you post you have to be so careful what you say and you have to realize okay is this actually gonna make people feel better or am I doing it for my own self-fulfilling needs of I need approval or I need to prove myself ask yourself that but I'm gonna leave today's ranty episode here and just say thank you so much for all the love all the support and I'm so proud you know I don't want to cry I don't want to cry but I've seen some people in the recovery I know I left the recovery community but I've come back recently and I've seen people who when I last saw them they were in a really bad place and I see how hard they're trying I see how well they've recovered so far how well into the recovery and I it literally just makes me emotional because it's like I at a time I thought you know I'm gonna have to leave all these people behind because I have to put myself first I cannot I cannot keep in touch with these people. I have to really focus on myself and these people are not helping me. They're making me worse. And to come back and see that I myself have healed and these people are healing or these people have healed is the most, like, it just makes me want to cry. I'm not going to cry. Sorry. My emotions are all over the place today, if you have not noticed. But, like, I'm off my meds. That's why. But, like, it just makes me so emotional to see how many of you are putting the work in and how many of you are actually recovering or posting such helpful content. Keep doing that. Please, for the love of God, do not fall into into the hype or the trend of, of fitness or posting things for the sake of proving yourself. Please, you have, like, you have an audience who values you and your opinion and your post can really make a difference on that day it really can which is why it's so important and it makes me so happy when I see people who are posting for the better and posting things that are not triggering other people posting things which are actually beneficial to people's mental health because in the recovery community there is a lot of pro Anna disguised a lot of pro Anna disguised which is why it's so important that you need to keep doing what you're doing keep post like keep keep pushing the message that recovery is the way to go and a healthy recovery not a disordered recovery where you're in the gym no just keep going I'm so proud of every single one of you and I love every single person in this community like this own little bubble community that we have right now I'm so grateful and I couldn't be more thankful and you know I was just scrolling on Instagram the other day and it's crazy because I feel so detached from this podcast sometimes because I do not struggle with my eating disorder anymore and I do not feel this massive need to come on and talk about eating disorders but I was scrolling on Instagram and I was just looking at people's stories and I was in a bad mood I didn't feel very successful I wasn't feeling good and I saw someone wearing the jumper that I released and a couple months ago you know like a year ago and I literally just started crying because I was like what the fuck like I didn't and I didn't know the person who was wearing the jumper but I was just like what the fuck like it's it it just baffled me because it reminded me I have a platform and I can use this platform for the greater good. I can use this platform to help people. And I think because I wrote the book, 
I almost didn't feel a need to come on the podcast anymore and and talk about it because everything I want to say is in the book and that's why I push the book so much and I say you know guys this is the recovery journal this is gonna fucking help you recover better than any other resource I've seen because therapy is not available to everyone people are constantly on the wait list and even if you are in therapy half the time it's not fucking helpful like I've heard some horror stories and it can be traumatizing so just having something putting that time and that effort and investing in your recovery with the recovery journal is it's just it baffles me how I don't know but I, it's just I love you all I love you all. I'm I'm on a rant yeah sorry I'm on a rant and I'm gonna stop but I really love you all and I'm so so grateful I'm sending you all the best love please whatever you're doing know you deserve to recover you're never gonna feel sick enough stop putting off recovery you've got this there is nothing there is nothing worth not recovering for you know you have to recover otherwise you're going to be living in this horrible life of limbo where you're just surviving so please choose to live instead of just surviving go and get yourself food go and get yourself a snack I've had two takeaways two days in a row it's been amazing like I just I just haven't had food in the house so I've been like "Mm, let me just order a cheap takeaway and you know what it's the best fucking life in the world to not care anymore to not obsess anymore over the calories over the like oh my god like I have a fucking personality again I have a personality again I even listening back to the old podcast episodes I'm like even my voice sounds different even my voice sounds horrible guys the fucking glow up you will have in recovery is absurd you're not even just physically not physically like not just physically mentally your life will glow up I remember one day in recovery, I was like walking down the street and I was like, wow, life has color. Like I didn't, like you don't realize because you were so busy, absorbed in this world of self-destruction and hatred for yourself that you can't even appreciate life. And like now I'm in the most appreciative place I've been. I feel gratitude. I've just had the biggest glow up mentally I've ever had. And that's why I'm so, so passionate about recovery because I know how it can change your life. It saved my life. I could have died, I'm alive, like, it's, I'm, but I'm not just surviving, I'm fucking living my life, and obviously there's things that I need to work on, but that is just the human nature, like, cycle, like, of course life isn't going to be perfect when you recover, but oh my god is it fucking better, oh my god is it better, I cannot stress that to you enough. Also, I just want to, I don't want to, I don't get political on here ever, but I do want to say, because it's something that I'm very passionate about, And that is, I'm sending love to anyone and everyone who is currently affected by the war that's going on right now between Palestine and Israel. I am so, so, I'm just sending all my love because what's going on is awful. It's the worst fucking thing that that is it's just awful and the thing is it's not just going on that it's going on in ukraine between between ukraine and russia it's going on in Congo. it's going on all over the world there is destruction there is war there is genocide right now and i feel so privileged that i'm in a position where i can just lie in my bed right now record a podcast episode telling you all how wonderful recovery is when there are people dying there are people who have lost their lives right now and i just i am really putting my heart out i've been to a lot of the free palestine movements lately i've been to a lot of protests i've tried a lot to do a lot of advocating because i know as someone who is not religious as someone who is white as someone who comes from a very privileged background i know that it's my duty to educate myself and to 
to help raise other people's voices who need their voices raised it's not my place to say it because I guarantee there are people that their voices deserve to be heard far more than my voice deserves to be heard but I am here for you I support you and I support the cause and I support the fight of free Palestine and I am always 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 going to be here if you need someone to talk to if you are struggling and please if you are not educated on what's going on please educate yourself there are a lot of amazing resources out there that will actually help you as opposed to try and sway you one way or the other there is a lot of propaganda in the media especially the uk media the uk media is very islamophobic they are very biased in how they present the war and i know that if i didn't do my own research if i didn't educate myself i probably wouldn't have even been aware of what like a quarter of what was going on right now so please educate yourself and be there for people who are struggling reach out to your friends ask how they're doing donate just be aware be educated and be there for people who need it okay because it's we need to rely on each other right now so i'm sending all my love to you all every single one of you i love you and i will see you in the next episode <laughs>